Welcome to Tabletop Talk, where we talk tabletop. My name is Luke Stone, and I am here with my co-host and the author of that wretched little tongue twister. It's a great name. Christian Shell. This is Session Zero. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Session Zero. What is Session Zero? Christian, you know what? Let's actually... Who are you? Let's start with that first. Who, who are am we? I? I am a 23-year-old college graduate from Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, currently in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I uh, am recording a podcast right now. That's what's new in my life. So that was just a real, like, meta layer inside <laughs> of the meta thing that we're doing? Yeah. Okay. Interestingly enough. I like how you threw college graduate in there, too. Yeah. It's Humble Flex. It's a re- recent thing, so you're just trying to, trying to put that everywhere? Is that... I don't know what's going on in my life, so that's what I have. <laughs> and you're holding on to it. Okay. I am. Cool. And my name is Luke. I am not a college graduate because I'm not as cool as Chris. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> uh, I'm a 24-year-old media production student here at the University of Cincinnati and an audio engineer. An audio engineer. That is filled with, that statement is filled with imposter syndrome, but I am. I guess I could... Like confidently call myself one of those now. But let's get to the point, though. Yeah. The both of us are board gamers. Board gamers. We big are, board we're gamers. tabletop gamers. That is actually how how we met, and how we came into this weird, lovely little situation. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been playing board games? I've only been playing board games for about three years. Started watching some YouTubers play some different games that thought it would be fun. Bought some. For me and my friends to play, and uh, now I own like fifty some board games that yeah. I'll sit on a shelf in my studio apartment. I was gonna say, there's got to be a little, a yeah. little bit in there somewhere about your <laughs> massive wall of board games collection. It's, it's, uh, it makes me smile every time I see it. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. That's nice and wholesome. Something I'm proud of. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I have been playing board games about since I met you. Yeah. <laughs> Not technically, I guess. I was into kind of the social deduction, werewolf Salem-esque, yeah. um, coup and such, those those games for a short time, and as it, casually and as, as much as I possibly could, really. And then I was basically like, try this. Yeah. <laughs> and now I have a, a meager in comparison, but growing collection of games. Um, that you would put me on. I put you on to the reason that we're here today, which is Dungeons and Dragons. You did, for the most part, yeah. Kind of, yeah. In, in a sense. You, you, you helped me get through the door. You had never, ever heard this weird niche, nobody plays it uh, thing called Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before. Oh my God, you opened my eyes. Like my third <laughs> eye opened because you said Dungeons and Dragons. I go, huh? What is this new realm? Um, no, so we we met with a, a love of gaming content creators, found out that we both have either an affinity to piss off our friends or lie to them pretty effectively. Which yeah. Most of the games that we play include elements of one, if not both. Oh, yeah. We're talking about <laughs> games. Yeah, that's what we do in games. Yeah. And so D&D is a fun way that we can do that and use a character as a front, as an excuse, yeah. right? <laughs> I get to be an asshole talking in a funny voice, and it's normal. But it's not you. It's some guy that you created that's definitely not just an inner representation of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so we're talking about getting into D&D. We've played, let's, so we'll, we'll get into it at length, I think, later, but how long have you been playing D&D? I have been playing D&D for four months. Is that right? I don't think that's right. No? Is it shorter than that? <laughs> it's shorter than that. It's February. You started in currently. December. Yeah. So it's been three months. It's been two. 
It's been two months. It's been two months. I'm a you writer, been, not a mathematician. You have been playing D&D for two months. And I've been playing D&D now for about a year and a half. And I'm kind of getting that up front out of the way pretty quickly. Because why on earth are we making a D&D podcast, right? Yeah. So let's talk about the show a little bit. Yeah. And, and why we want to make this. And that's those are two really big elements are that we are new. We are new. And... That we are new. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, it's both of the elements, right? Yeah. So we, we wanted a show that would have helped us getting started initially, which for you is tracks more than just the last two months. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a lot of, lot of buildup before then, but last, the two, about two months ago was your first technical game. Yeah. But so content that would have helped us being beginners told from more of a beginner's perspective. Yeah. Um, hence, hence the two separate element parts of the, the same statement. Yeah. So kind of came into this idea and I have your words listed on the notes. If you remember when I, I talked about D and D being daunting, do you remember what it was that you had said? Oh, intimidating as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I put it in little quotation marks as soon as I'm in the middle of making notes. Like, yeah, it's, it's intimidating it's, as hell. And that, that went right on the page. I mean, I tried to get into D and D like years ago and I bought the books and it was just, I tried to watch the podcast and there was nothing. I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't learn. I didn't have something to really help guide me. Yeah, that's a really good question, actually. How long have you had, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you've had the Player's Handbook, the Dungeon Master's Guide, and the Monster Manual for years, right? I actually just got the Monster Manual, but I bought the, play, the, the Handbook and the DM's Guide, oh, God, like six years ago. That's a while. Tried reading them. It was, just, it was just too much. And what in the hell is going on in any of this? And I can't make sense of it. And I don't want to sit here and read the entire thing cover to cover. Yeah. I mean, so we were talking about why, why we want to make the show. Some of the stuff that we experienced getting into it. I mean, is there anything that, that jumps out in particular? Um, I mean, just like personally for me, like, uh, like I said, I bought the books like six, seven years ago, you know, like back in high school. And I tried so hard to get into it. I tried watching things. I tried obviously reading things, you know. I tried talking to people and I just couldn't, I couldn't understand. I couldn't like yeah. get a comprehensive idea of what it was that I was actually trying to do. Yeah. And so it wasn't until I actually, which you actually helped me sit down at a table and finally get to play. I mean, it was just like eye opening. It's, it, you know, you just helping get those first steps and having someone actually be able to explain it to you is so helpful. In a way that like certain things started to make sense or it just wasn't as wasn't as intimidating as you th- initially thought? Like what you said eye opening. What was eye opening in particular? Now I feel like if I open the player's manual, I actually know what to look for. I know what I'm talking about, at least a little bit, to where I can at least find it. Yeah. And it was really just having that kind of like guiding hand be like, look here. Try this. this Think is, about this. And I'm sure it's already happened before I've caught it. But I am anticipating because of the internet. People love to hate people on the internet. Um, I'm assuming that's going to be the first instance of people going, why are these guys talking about D&D? Yeah. This one dude can't even get it right. It's the player's handbook, not the player's manual. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the point, right? I write, don't speak. Yeah. <laughs> that's Well, that's not a great argument. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the point of, of what we want to do here is make kind of an approachable listen to this on your way on your way to work yeah. the, the week leading up to um, your first D&D session. Or if you're curious and you have no idea what any of it's about. Just to get an idea. Try, try and, you know, 
Lay the path. Yeah. From somebody who is not going to, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, get immediately into the balancing of a subclass and how your proficiency bonus interacts with et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, without explaining any of the terms and just yeah. assuming that everybody has that that baseline knowledge. And I had particularly in mind a show that was not an actual play podcast because there's a lot and they're on fire right now is a big reason why I got into D&D and like, I think half of, I heard another podcaster say about half of today's current fifth edition participants uh, love Critical Role. That's what really, really spurred me. I'd started playing first, but then caught wind of Critical Role and said, oh, I'm going to do all the D&D things now. <laughs> and actually, let's not breeze by it. You have listened to... Dungeons and Daddies. Yeah. Phenomenal uh, podcast. Actual play yourself, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, something else to kind of briefly touch on is if you don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons and you think it's just all fantasy with geeks with swords and dragons, you're wrong. It can be so much more than that. It is very much so also that. It is very much so, yeah. It, but, it very much can be, but it yeah. also can very much not be. Oh, yeah, but much, much more as well. Yeah, and I think both of those shows are a great example. They of, are. Uh, the fact that those elements can still be there while also having the thing itself be so much more. Yeah. So much more. The game itself can be so much broader while also still being geeks with swords and dragons. Yeah, but I listening to shows that were not actual play, um, which... Here we go, explaining terms um, instead of just breezing by them. Means that it's it, it's a show that's produced about the game that's being played, right? Oftentimes, either in podcast or uh, streamed on Twitch is a, is a big platform, and some people release it on YouTube as well. But taking the actual game as it's being played by players, run by a dungeon master, recording it for content, reproducing it. Other than that, and I looked in-depth at podcasts, and I'm sure I miss all of the good ones. Uh, but, you know, I listened to some that were really high-level and super cool for people that know Dungeons & Dragons and want to get really into it and want these in-depth analyses. But those didn't feel like a D&D game. So you're either investing your time and your, uh, your, your research, your study, into somebody else's D&D game, or you are sitting listening to people analyze Go through D and D content, talking about it in less of a a way that's true to the gameplay. That feels like you're sitting at the table. So our show is not only called Session Zero, but this is going to be our Session Zero of Session Zero. Yeah. So this is going to not feel super close to that, um, but hopefully in the, in the future episodes it will be as if you were starting the game. This is the this is a, a before start to a little after start instead of start to finish process of what it's like getting started in in Dungeons and Dragons specific to fifth edition. Something that we should mention pretty close to the top as well is that we we were exploring five e we were playing five e yeah D and D's history is older which, than either of us. Which is the current edition of Dungeons yes, and Dragons. Yes. The current there we go. So we gotta we gotta catch each other. So who is it for? This podcast is for... It's brought to you by... Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> this podcast is for anyone, like, trying, like, there is just, like, mildly interested in checking out Dungeons & Dragons and being like, I want to know what it's about, and I want to be able to understand what they're actually fucking saying. Or those people who are like, well, I kind of have a grip on this, I kind of have a grip on that aspect of the game. You know, like, I, I really like writing characters, I really like building characters, I really like role-playing, but I don't have for the rest of the pieces. It's for you. It's trying to help you get an underlying understanding of the game so that you can get started. And we got this from our group, your first game. Yeah. This whole concept really spurred from, you dug into it, you're the guy that's 
<laughs> of all of the new players had the the handbook and 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 the dungeon master's guide for six years you know what i mean yeah. had that initial something where some friends of ours we got kind of the the different array of players that you can get we had one that just had no idea and said yeah it sounds interesting and i'll i'll check it out and one that also had listened to dungeons and daddies yeah and you guys had talked about that quite a bit and had kind of a you know a, a baseline knowledge and and wanting to break in through and understood elements because of that but didn't really understand what it was to play D&D that wasn't by professional voice actors or writers or people in the industry and yeah. in that format, right? And they expect a, a certain level. So I didn't really understand what it was going to be like to sit at a table that wasn't the one that she's, you know, used to. Oh, gosh, how many? She's, she's fully caught up, right? Yeah, she's yeah. all the way into season two, wherever they are right yeah. now. So that can be hard, too, right? You can have that knowledge of that idea of what you think the Dungeons & Dragons is without understanding, and they talk about it with Critical Role a lot, like the Matt Mercer effect, which is the, the DM for Critical Role. They talk about the, the expectation that the DMs are supposed to have this ostentatious, magical storytelling presence because he is a very good DM. Mm-hmm. And then they get to the table and they're disappointed or it's not what they expected and it doesn't have to do just specifically with the DM it can be any element of the game but having that exposure to what it looks like online what it looks like as a form of entertainment and not understanding or be intimidated by how that can be different when you're actually playing it what's what it's like to participate so we want to make you feel like you're sitting at the sitting at the table and playing the game which obviously is not going to be <laughs> 100% accurate but yeah. it's close as close as we can get it so you get the you get the rhythm you get the feel and all also with the knowledge the entire time that this is not a 100% formula and everything is going to be different. We're just going to give you the the overall framework as we understand it and then send you on your way saying, okay, and hold no expectations and forget nothing if or forget everything if that's the way that your DM or the, your players or you guys decide to run your game. Yeah, because um, every game can be run very differently. Oh, it should be. Yeah. Absolutely should be. We've had a lot of fun with different scenarios now, uh, different ways to play. And we do it in board games, too. No, all the time. yeah. yeah we'll change the rules. We'll, we'll fill in the gaps, stuff like that. And I want to talk a little bit particularly about what really got this area of the conversation going for the two of us, which was one of those friends in particular that had mentioned how she didn't want to play, she wanted to watch, and had played with us previously, didn't fully grasp the concept, and still was saying, I don't think... I have enough of a baseline understanding. I don't think I have enough experience to participate. And I think the both of us had a similar reaction of going, okay, just play. Yeah. Just play. Because you're not going to get it from watching. You're not going to get it from not taking the jump and just doing it. And a lot of it was her being uncomfortable. She didn't want to sit down at the table and not be ready. Mm -hmm. You know? Which I think is, you know, like we're saying, ex- kind of exactly what the purpose of this podcast is. It's for those people who might need to be feel more comfortable when they walk up to the table. Because it is intimidating as hell. Exactly. Exactly. And lastly, for us, we mentioned it at the top a little bit, but we were both very recently, in the terms of the lifespan of D&D, beginners and yeah. had these struggles ourselves and can pretty accurately talk about them as they as they relate to us today um, as they are as fresh as they are so let's <laughs> i do want to take a moment cuz we're talking about the different styles of D&D the different ways that games can be run let's talk a little bit about our our first game together our first game together and just the what a fun mess yeah <laughs> that was what was your no context what was your favorite part of that first game Oh, Baby Grinch. I loved Baby Grinch. Yeah. I think probably the 
the orca. Oh yeah. The the combat element that we <laughs> never got to. Never discovered. <laughs> totally missed that the our DM Kevin was able to just go, and here's the encounter you guys didn't <laughs> <laughs> or no, here's the here's the element of the the encounter that was meant to balance and help you that no matter how hard I push, you guys would not discover. Yeah. <laughs> Which we couldn't. No. But so what did, what was that game? So that game was a holiday special, which started off being a really messed up Polar Express-esque thing where <laughs> we were basically yeah. kidnapped by the Polar Express yeah. to go defend the North Pole. Yeah. Essentially, a North Pole that did not resemble anything no. from children's literature and had all of the elements in the wrong places doing evil deeds yeah. and generally not being very jolly. That game was fun, though. No, it was. It was a good way to break into the fact that D&D can be taken seriously, but by all means, you shouldn't whenever it doesn't have to be. I mean, there were what? There were five of us players? Yeah. And... Three of us tried to break the train apart. Immediately. Immediately. Right away. Yeah. And Which, actually, that number's not too accurate either, right? Because the DM did it. Yeah, the DM did it. <laughs> three three characters and tried to and failed and then threw the mischievous uh, baby, baby Grinch. Grinch yeah. Um, the DM said, sounds great. We're going to lose half this train <laughs> and it's going to explode. Uh, DM, by the way, stands for Dungeon Master. Here we go. Yeah, I thought about doing this earlier. D&D Alphabet. Um, I think that's going to be the hardest part. Yeah. Is keeping up with the fact that right away we said, we're going to explain all of the elements that we already know. <laughs> yeah. That is the person who runs your game. Sometimes also referred to as a GM or a Game Master. Ours had lots of fun writing a very goofy Christmas episode. You played... I was... An eloquent bard, human kleptomaniac. Oh no! So now we have to do some stuff. Yeah. Uh, an eloquence bard. A bard is a class. Is a class in D and D. An eloquence bard is a specific subclass. Yes. Of said bard class, and that's honestly not even where I was going. That to me was less important. You played a uh, pun. Yeah. Yeah. My character was based off of uh, Marv. Yeah, from Home Alone. Yeah, one of the one of the wet bandits. Mm -hmm. So my character was Melv, uh, the moist bandit, uh, Jewish, mm -hmm. going to. Oh, I didn't know you called him a moist bandit. Yeah, that was funny. It was in my backstory. Ah, uh, yeah. We never got to. No. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to do that for a. F yeah. <laughs> a, f a four four, four session, game four yeah. session game. Yeah. yeah. It was never meant to be any more than any longer than the month of December. Yeah, uh, living in New York, just out of prison, with an ex North Pole elf as a roommate. Yeah, who was not actually an elf. No, no, wasn't he like a dwarf? I'm pretty sure he was an elf. I thought he was a dwarf. No, he was a little guy. He was a dwarf. He was a dwarf, but I think he was just playing a short elf to make it North Pole-ish. You know? No, he was a dwarf. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't catch on to that. There was a oh god, I'm gonna butcher it. A lost toy? Yeah. Forgotten Misfit toy. toy. Misfit toy. Uh, a toy from the island of Misfit Toys. There we go. A yeah. little, little stuffed elephant. A play on... Oh, God, I didn't know it when she told me. The old claymation winter warlock. Yeah. Santa Claus is coming to town? Oh, God, you know more than what I was going for with that. I think so. Yeah. I, but yeah, one of the old stop motion classic Christmas movies. I was thinking I was the only one that wasn't actually a Christmas pun. Yeah. I just played a big old rage machine that was... Hunting demons and beyond fangirl excited to be invited to the North Pole. 
to the most holy of places that and turned out to suck. And see Santa. And see Santa, which he never did. No. That is still being very dramatic about. We should circle back around yeah. and actually talk about the show for a minute. Yeah. So hopefully throughout the next couple of episodes, we plan on taking it topically. So broad topics that are normally covered in a session zero, which we've mentioned a couple of times now is both a thing that you do in D&D and also the title of the show. Should we talk about a session zero finally? This is something we should have put at the top. We talked about session zero a bit. Yeah. A bit in the beginning. Yeah. A little. So a session zero is something that... Uh, you should have in your game. If we were to recommend anything, it's one of the most important elements, and you'll hear many people who've been playing for years say that. Session zero is a chance before a game to sit and set expectations, to meet the players if you haven't met them before, meet the characters that these players have created, whether or not you've met their players before. Meet the DM. The DM can introduce the world to you and talk about different themes and through lines for the story or the campaign that you'll be embarking on campaign being the the story the mission of your characters so to speak and there's it's a good opportunity to go through some general housekeeping things so this would be a good time if some dms may require that you create your characters entirely in a session zero some character some may require that you have a completed character when you show up for the session zero, and then you can work out kinks or mechanics, uh, but it's a good time to polish any of that up. So we would like to go over some of that, as well as what some of those mechanics are when you play the actual game. A lot of character creation is going to go into what do characters do? Yeah. What are their abilities? How do they character in general? Uh, so we'll go in, in depth a little bit on some of that. Talk about role play and backstory, which you were hoping that we have a guest on, right? Yeah. A little bit for that. Yeah, that would yeah. be pretty cool. Trying our... to get some other perspectives and yeah. ideas, you know. You as well being our, our resident writer. Yeah. I would love for you to, to really munch into some backstory. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. So a touch on that a little bit, role play, backstory. The role of the GM uh, would be a good one, GM, DM. How, maybe what it is exactly that they do. Why is there this player at the table that's not a player, Yeah. right? How they can have different styles. They can run games differently. Um, in general, how games can have different focuses. You'll have some that you're sitting at a table with a DM or players that just love the mechanics of combat. And every time you sit down, whether it be weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, uh, you sit down at that table, you can expect a combat encounter. Yeah. Um, whether or not it's role play. We talked about some of those actual play podcasts. You know what does best on a podcast or uh, a video stream? It's gonna be it's gonna be role play, role play, right? Yeah. People people acting, people telling a story, getting to sit there and become their character. Yep. Things like how how the expectations of party members or players as far as what's appropriate to do in game, which can come in in, in different forms. Like what are some no no topics. Uh, what are some triggers or phobias that people have at the table? Um, one thing I like to mention a lot that's kind of an easy thing to put in perspective is that if you've got a player at the table that is severely arachnophobic, it would be very inappropriate for a DM to create a big spider monster boss. Yeah. That would be not cool. So these are the kind of things that a good time for people to sit, to get to know each other, talk without the pressure of actually being in the game, get to know one another, and 
then feel more comfortable with sitting down at the table for the, the first time in the show. And that's that's what we want this show to feel like, is that conversation had, if you're nervous for even that conversation with the in real life humans, you can have it with us and then feel a little better, a little knowledgeable going in. You want to talk about scheduling? Does anyone? No. 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 Nope. very important. No player ever can figure out scheduling. <laughs> scheduling might actually be the hardest part yeah, of D&D. Yeah. I, have, I have scheduling slash real life. Um, to kind of to kind of close this out and, and talk about the last bits is is gonna be it's it's really exciting to play D and D. You have a lot of fun, and then sometimes the session ends and you get this big old question mark of okay, where do we go from here? Yeah, I mean, like it 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 can be daunting to like a session of D and D can be however long you want, but it's probably gonna run for several hours. Easily. Just getting in and getting everyone to be there on time. Yeah. Sit down. Really like get into the game. It's a lot. Find the time during their very busy week. Yeah. To sit down for like two, three, four hours yep. to play this game. Scheduling is, is it's it's not easy. Yeah. And sometimes you can go as far as to pre plan an entire four session holiday special and only do we play two or three? I don't remember. Three. Was Third three? one got cut short. Though. Third one got cut short. Yeah, and just have real life get in the way. And we never. So that was that's another little tidbit. We never even finished our very first yeah. game together, and that kind of fueled the fire of okay, we got to do more D and D related things. We want This is something that we're into. Yeah. And we weren't fully satisfied with our first experience together. So how can we? How can we further flush this out? Um, and it, it just happens. I was. I think I was part of the reason on that one. I was definitely part of the reason the third one got cut short because I just lost. Lost train of thought. I got distracted. I don't think everybody was really in it at the table. Yeah, um, I, was, and then, I, I know I was pretty lost that third session. Yeah, I, and then the fourth session just never came together because of scheduling issues. And one person's on vacation, and then somebody has something come up with a baby, and, you know, it's yeah. whatever it is. You know, it's dominoes start to fall, and we never really got our conclusion. Um, so that's that's a very real thing, and I'd, it seemed like a downer to put that toward the end of an episode. Uh, but it's something that you should be aware of, so it's not a super bummer, and it's not a deterrent. It's going to happen, and, and it's not hard to put the effort into trying to find a time to play, but you're not always going to be able to like have a perfect schedule. Yeah, you got to commit to it. One of the, the players at our table during that game I've played with for a long time, and uh, a long time, for the entire time that I have been playing, he made the best joke about the... D&D movie that's coming up. I think it's Honor Among Thieves. Yeah. He said, in order to get a truly authentic experience for this D&D movie, what they should do is take, tell no one, and take the entire theater full of people, halfway through the movie, turn the lights on, make them all stand up like they're about to leave, and then discuss amongst each other when every person in the room can get together to finish the second half of the movie at the same time. And you weren't allowed to do it unless, like, 70% of the people could be there. <laughs> It would never happen. It would never happen. It would never happen. But it's very funny. And that's like, you know, that's one of those jokes that you can talk about D&D all day long. And then somebody who's played, you make a joke like that. And they go, oh, that's too real. Yeah. <laughs> that hurts, right? But yeah, that session zero. Let's loop back around to that a little bit. Name of our show. And also just an incredibly important step to take. And hopefully between this and the session zero that you would actually have with your party with your DM. 
will really help you get over that threshold and get through the door. Um, so this is not a how-to, right? We, we put that down. This is not the formula. It's no. just explaining the importance of why you should have these conversations and feel comfortable to ask questions. Yeah. Feel comfortable to ask questions. Feel comfortable to raise boundaries, to have confidence in what it is that you're looking for. That's something that we really want to inspire confidence is that you are an equal participant at the table there can be somewhat of a a power imbalance sometimes with the dm and i see a lot of stories on reddit (laughs) people are oh my gosh my dm is doing this and i think i want to have a have the conversation if you're made uncomfortable if somebody else at the table is doing something regardless of their role they're doing something that you're not looking for either makes you uncomfortable or is just not the thing that you had in mind this is meant to be fun this is meant to be your i said it earlier escapism Mm -hmm. raise that or would also very okay. Find a game that includes those things, that has those elements. It is okay. There are so many different ways to play D&D. It is okay that not every game is going to be for you. And if it doesn't work out, just try and find a new a new game, yeah. a new DM, new players. Right. Be comfortable with the changing play styles of different people, not just the DM, but the party as a whole, In individual players, the way that they play their characters. Some of those things that can help Session zero specific are rules at the table. And most prominently, people are going to think of house rules for the DM, how they rule a nat 20 or a natural 20, which is when you roll a 20, the highest possible number, on a 20-sided die. Uh, There's different ways that people like to play that. Inspiration is another big one, which is something that you can DM can award players or a player can earn, uh, which will give them the ability to re-roll one of those d20 rolls that you make constantly throughout the game. But it's it's important for players to know as well that they are allowed to make rules. It is also their game. So when we talked about, you know, triggers, phobias, things that just make you anxious. I think that's that's probably the biggest point that I want to stress is that it's it's easy to say, okay, if these things have a very very negative impact on me and I don't want them anywhere near the game. For the most part, people should. I shouldn't say for the people should be very receptive of that and say cool we will play a game without that thing yeah so next we'll probably talk about character you know kind of just giving an outline about classes races just kind of what they are what they do so i think like like one episode we'll talk about like character creation just like the overlaying like well if you know if you let do you want to be a magic user do you want to be a fighter do you want to be somewhere in the middle you know do you want to cast spells Do you want to be a big strong burly dude or do you want to be uh, ninja, you know, right, and mechanically what mechanically makes what those, those things different. do, and yeah. and we're not going to go into total depth about every single class and character and race and subclass and all of those all of these nitty gritty things that I'm not even going to really describe what they are in depth right now. No, you're breaking the rule at the end of the first episode. You just listen to them all. Let's hear it. <laughs> So I think race is pretty simple. You know, are you a human? Are you an elf? Are you a halfling? Are you an orc? Are you a, you know, dwarf? And what are all of those things? They're races. (laughs) They all have their own set of rules, their own uh, proficiency, their their own stats. God damn it. Uh Uh-oh. They're all good at different things. They all boost your stats in different ways, making you good at different things. I've got no problem with that sentence. Okay. (laughs) Class, <laughs> class is really like think of it of like what is your profession? You know, not really, but it's just in a like sense, in a fair. sense, it's just like oh well, I'm a wizard and I do this, or I'm a bard and I cast magic through music or performance or jokes, jokes, you know, through spoken word, through performing anything. 
any type of performance. Rangers who are, you know, like good trackers and hunters, you know. Proficient with ranged weapons. Yeah, yeah, it's just different components to building a character, and we're going to try and break them down as much as we can to try and, you know, help guide you so that when you are flipping through the player handbook, you, uh, Very good. you can find where to find it because those paragraphs, if you actually like, if you actually go to the page where you, if you think you want to be a bard, if you actually find that page and you actually read it, it's not that daunting. It's just, it's just like a couple paragraphs. And then the subclasses, just, just like a paragraph each, just kind of giving you a basic understanding of what they are for the most part, to kind of give you an idea rather than actually reading the entire book. Mm. And the role play and backstory is something that we want to get to. Yeah. Kind of soon and is my favorite element of playing d It is mine as well. Yeah. You can build a character based off of all those things like, oh, I want to have these abilities. Oh, I want to do these things. Or you can build the type of individual. Oh, the yeah. The story, the personality, and then you just pick what fits it. What what class, what race fits what you're going to, what you want to be. That's a definitely a good note. You can tackle it from many different directions. Yeah. There's um there's an entire method of just rolling the die to get your ability scores, the numbers that determine how good you are at certain types of things, and then going, okay, what does this look like to me? And I'll use a critical role example. Travis Willingham, who played a barbarian in their first game, talks about it's a big, big burly guy. Does a does a rage basically your your bullet sponge right your big your, yeah. your damage your dealer. tank your tank thank you that was the word I was looking for yeah. he talks about how he rolled it I think on a plane but he rolled it and he got something crazy low in charisma he got really high strength and then his charisma and his I think charisma and intelligence were just really poor I might be wrong maybe maybe it's just intelligence uh, I know it's at least intelligence it's definitely it might I think I messed I might have I might have switched it but. <laughs> intelligence of like six or something out of which is very low yeah, out of tw- 20 30 in the range on, yeah. on, on the high end very very low intelligence and went cool it's a big idiot yeah <laughs> it's really hard and then that was it just ran from there the character just kind of started to form so he's a great character too yeah there's many different ways that you can you can go about there's no one steadfast like well here's how you start a character click this box and then do this next no you can sit down and imagine them up however it is that you'd like, and let the other pieces fall into place in whatever order. Uh, I think other things that we want to talk about are the role of the DM. Like, what does the DM really do? And also trying to do our best to describe how to be one. What what all it entails. Because I, my original interest in Dungeons & Dragons was being a DM. I'm a writer. I'm a storyteller. That's what I like doing. That's what I like to do. Just give you guys a general idea of what the DM really does. What yeah. what all is actually happening behind the screen that they're sitting behind. You know, the relationship that you can have with them as a storyteller, a game master, um, all of the different roles that they play because they do have several hats on at any one point in time, and so it can be kind of hard to to navigate that. Yeah. And then also speak to them as a real human person that's separate from all of those things yeah Yeah. and i think apart from that we also want to talk about just like different ways to physically play you can play over a discord chat you can play at a table with a giant play mat in front of you You can sit at a tiny table with literally just your laptops barely squeezing on Mm -hmm. you know you can play with music you can play with lights different Mm ambiances you know there's so many different ways to be able to sit down at a table and play and it's going to be different every time and whether it's the dm or player's preference being comfortable breaking minis out and having a battle map and doing all this and having the confidence to say this is what really works for me I really understand this in the physical form or if you get a little lost and your DM does just some theater of the mind 
and simple setting creation through spoken word and narrating the session and you go this this is really doing it for me i i appreciate this style and i don't need all the little one by one squares but they're five by one or they're hexes or what's happening with all this and or now maybe, there's too much math or maybe you're looking at the map and the the, the play mat and uh but the lights are also dim to set the scene you're like well mm. i can't i can't fucking see anything like read, why, why, I, I, I have no idea sheet. what's going on yeah. i can't read my sheet you know <laughs> yeah so it's just really like all the different ways that you can physically be there in trying to get an idea of what you might prefer and specific to a session zero hopefully toward the end of it as we are now with our show you will have gotten a sense of what it is that's laid out in front of you yeah so not only are we taking you through the journey of a session zero within the the different episodes of the show but this episode itself has been a session zero for session zero yeah so we've walked through and and told you about who we are introduced the thing in which we'll be doing together uh some of the terms for it what it'll look like going forward what you can expect and some things that are important to us that we want to lay out in front of you and make sure everybody's on the same page because it is intimidating as hell it's an (laughs) intimidating as as hell hell community but it is so much fun and i wouldn't love to help anyone who is interested try and get into the game God, including me yeah <laughs> back when i started yeah i'm thinking of you buddy. yeah no <laughs> had those books sitting on my shelf for six fucking years you know <laughs> you know so yeah speaking of books feel free to crack them open or don't yeah um we will we'll guide you through some of it but take six years take a decade if yeah. you need to bite off as much as you can chew just trying to help those those people with those books sitting there for six years you know <laughs> i think i had mine for like eight or nine yeah to be honest it might be closer to that. At least you didn't pay for yours. I did not. That's a good point. All righty. This has been Tabletop Talk presents Session Zero. You said the show. Right. I did. Yeah, you did. I didn't stumble, and then you interrupted my outro. It was so good. Yeah. You're going to uh, have to redo it. Do you want me to do it? Sure, go ahead. This has been Tabletop Talk presents Session Zero. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I guess that'll do. We'll see you next time. Episode one. Bye. Where's the stop button?